Today's episode is brought to you by Small Biz Social Society. The Small Biz Social Society is a monthly membership that I created for ambitious entrepreneurs that want to amp up the social media and online marketing for their businesses. The membership includes a monthly live training with yours truly, a monthly guest expert appearance by online marketing and business professionals from across the globe, member spotlights, digital content, online courses, and a super supportive private Facebook community. You get all of this for $28 per month. That is a hell of a deal if I do say so myself. <laughs> if you're ready to increase social media visibility, engagement, and community, learn how to build and maintain a solid personal brand online, and get ongoing support from the best in the business, as well as a badass community of entrepreneurs, this is the membership for you. No commitment required. Head to smallbizsocialsociety.com to enroll today. And for a limited time, use code SBSS podcast to get $10 off your first month. That's smallbizsocialsociety.com and use code SBSS podcast to get $10 off your first month. I can't wait to see you in the social society. I will stop fiddling with the, uh, I bought a weather station and I'm trying to put it together while we're talking. <laughs> put it over here and stop fiddling and look at the camera. Let's get our shit together, Ben. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Let's do this. Community. Very good. Here we go. <clears throat> Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike, dancing in my Instagram stories, or cuddled up with wine watching The Real Housewives. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here or there. <laughs> Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 53. This is your host, Brittany Crossan. Hello, hello. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm so glad I'm here, and I'm so glad we're here together. <laughs> uh, if you've never been here before, welcome. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, where we talk about social media marketing for small businesses with dashes of fun wherever wherever I can squeeze them in. Welcome to the party. Um, today's show is a good one. I know I say it every time, and I mean it every time. My guest is um, Benjamin Shapiro, who – wait a minute. Not that Ben Shapiro. Not – there's the there's the other one that you know from television and the podcast. No, Benjamin Shapiro <laughs> is my guest, and he and I had such a good chat. So he he used to work at eBay. Um, he broke away from that that life and started doing his own thing. He works in brand development. He's a marketing strategy consultant. He has his own podcast called the Martech Podcast. And honestly, he's just a really cool dude. Like it's funny because we went into our the the interview with you know I usually have you know I have a loose plan. Like I know what our topic is. I have a couple of questions noted down that I want to make sure and ask. But you know I let it be a casual. Uh, natural conversation. And because of that, our conversation went from talking about what we planned on with building a community online and, you know, all these things to like just chatting about business stuff. It was great. It was so good. Um, I loved hearing his story. Honestly, I just love hearing a good entrepreneurial journey story. Do you not? I mean, like, am I the only one that loves that? Do you listen to the podcast? How 
How I Built This. I love that show so much. I mean, I just love listening to the story. So Ben shared, you know, his his story, and it was really, really cool to hear that and hear how he went from his old eBay days to what he does now. And he even gave me some podcast uh, tips and advice. So that was really, really cool. So anyway, we will get to Benjamin here in just a few minutes. I have a few little orders of business I want to make sure and talk to you guys about. First of all, there's been a lot of wine chat lately, okay? So <laughs> y'all know I love wine. I am wine obsessed. Um, but there's been a lot of wine chat lately on my social media because of it being the holiday season, really. Like even more wine chat than normal, probably. Um, it's just like it's the time of year. People buy more wine, right? Like there's more celebration and who doesn't need more wine, right? So, um, And I know a lot of you guys have been interested in that. And I have my information on my social media, but I wanted to still make sure I mention here that you can find out more about the clean crafted wine that I represent on, um, well, you can go to, you can go to my website, BrittanyCrossin.com, or you can go to the link in my Instagram bio to take you straight there on Instagram. I'm at Brittany Crossin. And there's a link straight there that gives you information about, um, some of my favorite wines. So definitely check that out. Y'all, how is it? almost the end of October. Like on one hand, it seems like 2020 will never end, right? Just because it's been, well, it's been pretty fucked up basically. Um, but on the other hand, it's like, what? It's, it's almost the end of October. Like it's about to be Halloween. What is that about? And like, how's Halloween going to work out? Like what's, what's the deal? What's everybody doing? Like send me a message, send me a message on Instagram. Um, at Brittany Crossin or the show at the Social Sunshine Podcast on Instagram. What what are you gonna do? Like, do you have kids? How are you gonna handle it? Is everybody just kind of doing things like in really small groups? I mean, we're gonna do something, but gotta figure that out. So please message all your fun ideas to me on Instagram. But yeah, I cannot even believe it's almost Halloween, which means that Insta October is almost over in the Small Biz Social Society. So before the show officially started, right at the beginning, you probably heard the ad for my membership, Small Biz Social Society, uh, which, by the way, there's a coupon code in that ad, so you might want to grab it because um, it's going to expire soon to get a discount on your first month. But anyway, so what we've been doing in October, I called it Insta-October because it's an Instagram-themed month in the membership, and that's been the main focus because there were a lot of members that were interested in learning more about Instagram because they've really just used Facebook more. So I I just created an entire month based around Instagram. And there's been so much good stuff put out there into the group about Instagram. I have done, um, there's been trainings and I've done tons of tutorials to, so everybody can actually learn how to use all these cool features that Instagram has to help grow your business, make more money, of course. And um, it's been it's been so great. It's been so fun. Honestly, I think Instagram is really fun, and I've loved Instagram for years. So, um, but here's the deal: you want to get in on this membership for real. You do, especially because we are almost in November, where which means we're almost at the end of the year, which means it's almost a new year, which means like we got to get some shit together, right? Like, <laughs> get those ducks in a row for 2021, and just really like. Um, getting the most out of the holiday season when it comes to your social media marketing, right? Plus, you're going to be able to go and see all the stuff that's already been done. It doesn't matter 
that you didn't join the membership from the beginning back in July. It doesn't matter. You join any time. That's the whole deal. The whole deal with Small Business Social Society is that it is um, there for you when you need it on a regular, consistent basis. It is not complicated. You don't have to show up at a certain time to do a certain thing. You're not going to get behind on some sort of curriculum. Um, It's not complicated. It's not going to be confusing. It's just a good resource for small business owners that really want that social media marketing support and training and help and tips and all those things that you just kind of like need on a pretty regular basis um, at a super, super affordable price. It's, it's, I'm really proud of it and I'm really proud of what we've done so far. So when you join now, you will be able to see everything there. There's a Facebook group, there's a website that you log into and on either one of those things, you can see all of the trainings there's already been. You can see all of the tutorials, all of the, the digital content that you can use, like all, like all the stuff is just there and you just use what you want when you want, watch what you want, when you want, get the resources, ask questions to the group to get feedback on ideas and business stuff. It's, um, it's a really cool deal. So I wanted to mention that because Insta October has been so good and there's so much good information, especially if you really want to amp it up on Instagram or even just get started. Like if you've never even really used Instagram for business, right? Um, but we also talk about, you know, all social media platforms. Um, anyway, yeah, go to smallbizsocialsociety.com to enroll. And remember, there's the coupon code. Go back to the beginning of the episode and you will get a coupon code to get a discount on your first month. Also, you guys, one more thing before I get to my chat with Benjamin. Seriously, this is so important and I really appreciate you. If you will please share, share, share about the show. Okay. So like right now, as you're listening on your smartphone, you can take a screenshot where it shows, you know, like my little face with the little logo, social sunshine podcast, and it shows you're listening to the show, right? Take a screenshot of that, share it in your Instagram stories and tag me and tag the show at Brittany Crossan and at the social sunshine podcast. And we will re, um, share uh, your, your story, of course, and tag you and thank you. It's really an excellent way to help spread the word of the show and help the show grow and help more and more and more people out there. Another really great way to help the show grow and help more business owners out there is to leave a review on iTunes. So if you listen to the show on iTunes with an Apple device, then you can leave a rating and review for the show. I love a five-star rating and you can write a little review, like just like you know, two sentences as to what you like about the show. Those reviews help so much when it comes to iTunes. They help the show be recognized. They help the show get featured. They help the show be found by other people that are searching for shows like this. It's really, 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 really helpful. And if you don't listen on iTunes and you still want to leave a glowing review for the Social Sunshine Podcast, go and leave one on Facebook. That would be amazing. Go and search Social Sunshine Podcast on Facebook follow the page, of course, and leave a review there. That would be absolutely amazing and so helpful. I appreciate your support. I'm working hard to keep this show really great for you guys. If you ever have any requests on topics, something that you need help with, or even a special request for a certain guest you would like to hear on the show, please, please, please send the show an email, socialsunshinepodcast at gmail.com. All right, you guys, that's enough chatter for me. I really want to get onto this chat with Benjamin Shapiro coming up next. 
So I want to talk to you real quick about Canva. So as small business owners, most of us are not like super fancy graphic designers, and it's really not easy to learn complicated software. So that's where Canva comes in because we all need to make social media posts. We all need to make some graphics. We all need some cover photos, some flyers, some digital art, right? And Canva makes that easy. Canva Pro starts at only $9.95 a month, which is actually a steal, but you can try it for free for 30 days and support the podcast. So all you've got to do is go to socialsunshinepodcast.com slash try Canva Pro. That's socialsunshinepodcast.com slash try Canva Pro. I hope you love it. Today's guest is a brand development and marketing strategy consultant who left a successful career in business development at eBay to become an entrepreneur that has run a bootstrap startup, multiple marketing teams, and an independent consulting and content business. He's also the producer and host of the top-rated MarTech podcast. And a couple of fun facts, y'all. You know we got to do them. He still drives the car he had in high school, a 1994 Ford Explorer, and... He is not to be confused with the political podcaster, Ben Shapiro. All right. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Hey, it's great to be here. Uh, you've got a great voice. <laughs> wow. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you so and, uh, much. You know, we were talking about the car my, for my 40th birthday, which was uh, <laughs> last month. Um, somebody bought me a replica of my car. Of course, the that's front amazing. Piece fell you guys off. Yeah. that are listening, he's holding up a little replica of the Ford Explorer. That's hilarious. Okay, my old well, bucket. First, okay, first of all, you just said you turned forty last month. So did I. So I'm. We're here. We're in this together. Happy birthday! Um, thank you. Happy birthday! You okay? To you. you okay? What a way to turn forty. What a I'm year. I, yeah, I'm great. Everything's great. Um, <laughs> um, also. Before we get started, I, I really need to know a little bit more about this car situation because now I know how old you are. Um, uh, what's the deal? Like, is it a sentimental thing? Is it just like you don't really care about cars, so you're just holding on to it? What's the deal? <laughs> more, the, more the former than the latter. Um, I loved my first car like most people did. It was a big deal, you know, in yeah. the uh, 1996 when I got my license um, yeah. since I've dated and aged myself already on this podcast, but, um, Hey, watch it. We're the same age, buddy. <laughs> hey, you know, you look better for 40 than I do. Uh, so look, I, I had this car that I loved and it's like, you know, my memories of the town I grew up in was like on a Friday night, you get your girlfriend, you go to the drive-in movies. Like that was yeah. the era I grew up in. And, uh, my wife and I, different girl, um, <laughs> <laughs> moved back to the town that I grew up in and we built a house here. And so when I was moving from San Francisco back to the suburbs, um, I decided I needed to go get my car back. And so I went and bought, don't tell anybody, but it's not the exact same car. Um, my parents sold the car that I had. <laughs> okay. Um, and I went back and found the exact year, make, model, trim, exterior interior color it is the identical car to mine um, and i bought it on facebook marketplace of all things for twenty five hundred dollars and i've put probably ten thousand dollars up into rehabbing it and for my 40th birthday i'm actually redoing the entire interior and in like what's called a resto mod project a, a restoration modification so i'm like 
redoing the entire interior of the car. Basically, the only thing I'm keeping is the body. So from the outside, it looks like a 1994 Ford Explorer, but from the inside, it'll look like a, a new car. Uh, okay, hang on. I think I'm actually even more impressed because you found a car that's just the exact same. Like, that's insane. Well, we're going to talk about social Facebook. media at some point here. It's the power of Facebook is you can find <laughs> pretty much anybody or anything. Right, right. You guys, so if you want to go find your old car, just give Facebook a try. That's um, the way to go. <laughs> all right. That's, that's, that's really cool. I love that. Um, golly, my first car. Ugh. Honestly, I'm glad. It, I'm glad I don't have one anymore. That thing... That thing broke down. I think I'm still traumatized by how much that thing broke down. Um, it just worked out because my parents <laughs> bought me like a family-sized SUV when I was a kid. They bought their friend's car. Yes. And so now that I, you know, have a small family, there's there's four of us, including me and my wife, two kids. It's like the perfect size car for what I'm doing right now. And so I finally right. grew into the, uh, the the Ford Explorer. I love that you grew into it. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Um, we're definitely going to talk about, um, networking community build community building. That's what I really want to talk, talk with you about. Cause I know everybody's going to benefit from that, but I would love for you to explain to everybody just in case they don't understand or know much about you, what, what you do in your own words and, um, and how, yep. how you help people. Yeah. You mentioned that I'm not the Ben Shapiro that most people have heard of from the <laughs> podcast landscape. Uh, I don't talk about politics. Um, you know, whether That's he's right news. or wrong, I'm not going to get into that. But uh, <laughs> I, gosh, where should I start? I, I guess my career in technology and marketing started when I worked at eBay. Um, it's been 15 years ago and I had, you know, five years of career experience before that. But I started working, doing these really big relationship management type things. I learned all about internet marketing, but I always wanted to do what the cool kids were doing at the time, which was go and work for like one of these pretty sexy startups. And um, I could never get that job. I could never get the startup job because I just people looked at my resume and said, you're a big company guy. You've only really worked at big companies. And so I had to leave eBay and go start my own startup to get that like hands dirty, like ground work bootstrapped yeah. um, experience. And so I started a guitar lesson website called Strum School, um, which uh, went the way of the dodo bird. And uh, my girlfriend at the time, <laughs> going back to talking about, you know, my family, said she was interested in taking a promotion to being a fiance, but I needed to go get a state paycheck to be able to afford the <laughs> ring. So uh, I uh, decided that I was going to go back and focus on what I did better. I wasn't a great product person um, and I, I was a better marketer. And I went back into running the marketing departments at early stage VC funded startups. I was finally able to get that great startup job I really <laughs> wanted for years and years and years. And what ended up happening was over the next, you know, five or so years, while I had those like sexy VP of marketing at a startup job, I just didn't like it. Um, I got burnt out relatively quickly after doing it for about five years where I just kept running into the scenario where the investors put pressure on the CEO who has all of the equity in the company. He owns the whole company and I own this tiny little share and I'm taking less salary than I probably get if I worked at a big company. But then when things would go bad, the CEO would turn to me and say, it's your fault the marketing isn't any good. And I just got tired of being the blame guy. And that's kind of the problem of being a professional marketer is a lot of the time the fingers pointed at you. Yes. 
And so I stepped away and said, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm not going to do this anymore. And uh, I started taking on short-term projects. Uh, I, I rebuilt my personal website to kind of be an online resume, put a post on Facebook, and we'll talk about social media, I'm sure, and uh, said, hey, I'm going to be a consultant for a little while. And a friend of mine said, hey, can you show up in my office on Friday? I've got terrible marketing problems and I need your help. And I said, sure. So I, you know, I'd taken three days to rebuild my website. And then I had my first gig two days later. It was sort of a lucky break. I'm still working with that company. It's been like three and a half years. And then I, you know, one short-term project turned into the next, turned to the next. Next thing I know, I was a marketing consultant and I was helping early stage and growth stage companies, the people that were hiring me to run their marketing department, I was just helping them figure out the foundation and advising their marketing teams. And at some point that consulting business kind of hit a ceiling. I, I couldn't, I was always networking with the people that I already knew to find work. And I had kind of talked to everybody I knew. So I needed to go meet more people to grow the business. So I started a podcast. And um, it was an experiment that went totally wrong. Um, it grew way faster than I ever would have expected. <laughs> and the podcast ended up eating my consulting business. It, it became bigger and more successful than my consulting practice was going to be. So I just focused my attention to being a podcaster and, and monetizing a media business instead of selling consulting services. And now that's what I do for a living. So kind of a little bit of a bumpy road, but I somehow ended up being a, a talking head in front of a big USB microphone. I love that. Like this is a, you're, you're, I, I mean, my, I admire what you've done. Cause actually that's, that's a whole other story, but that's a, something more I want to do, but um, that's awesome. I yeah, love it. It, it. You know, you never know where the road's going to take you. Sometimes you just got to yeah. keep going. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah. We have a lot in common. I like that. Um, all right. Cool. So we got that. So do you, do you mind me asking MarTech? What is that? What is yeah. MarTech um, is a industry um, or a kind of the, the new version of marketing. Um, oh, it, it stands for marketing okay. and technology. Ah. And so a lot of people think of MarTech um, in, from a, as a marketing operations where it's like, how do I get Marketo to talk to Salesforce and how do I get that data to flow into Facebook so I can run my ads and, and it's sort of stack building. We yeah. take a different approach. Um, our show is about anybody that uses technology to market their products or services. So it's more of a broad marketing show that is technology centric than specifically how do you get one connector to connect to the other connector. Right. Okay, cool. Got it. Um, I didn't know that term, MarTech. Awesome. Um, okay, so let's um, slide into network and community building. So I would just, well, first of all, I would just love for you to speak to it just in case any listeners aren't, don't realize maybe the importance of it. Maybe they're just beginning or maybe they're restarting or maybe they just haven't really gotten into that sort of thing. Um, can you just kind of explain the general benefit of building that, that solid community? Yeah, I think of um, using your professional network as the foundation of any product launch or how to get your business started. Um, and I think that this works for, you know, almost any type of business. And I'll tell the story under the guise of when I started my consulting practice. Okay. 
I'm going to use a dirty term here. I was a little butthurt when I left my <laughs> last job. Free, speak freely here. I don't it's know. Fine. Sometimes people don't want you to swear. I'm trying, I'll try to keep it relatively no, clean. You're good. You can say what you want. <laughs> um, it was an emotional time for me leaving my last startup job. I just, the relationship soured. I thought I was going to be there for a long time. They were saying I wasn't doing a good job. I was working my hardest. I felt like I was doing the best that I could. And I was emotional. And I was angry and frustrated. And when I went away from that consulting, went away from the, my last job, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was just going to, I was basically using consulting as a um, kind of a shield or a costume for, I'm going to go figure out what I want to do with my career. And so I didn't really have a, a plan. I just created this website and I mentioned, I put a post on Facebook and somebody said, yes, I'll hire you. And that was kind of a little bit of a revelation or the start of a revelation that the people that I already knew already had an understanding of who I was, what my specialties are, how they could work with me in their organization. And this is just me running a consulting practice. I was the product, right. but I, I didn't have to sell myself as competent when I was reaching out to people I had already worked with. I had already built up that equity. And the way that I grew my consulting business from $0 on day one, I have never taken on a consulting project before to $200,000 of revenue in year one was by systematically reaching out to the people that I already knew and keeping my network warm and alive. Now we could throw out the terms networking and community and, and really they are kind of two different things. But when I talk about network, I'm talking about your personal and your professional network, the people that you already know, that know you're smart, that know you're talented and are working in a, a space that is relevant to what you're doing. Okay. So the process here, and I think that this is relevant for product launch. You, you mentioned before we turned on the cameras that, you know, a lot of the people listening to this podcast are solopreneurs and they're trying to figure out how to get their business started or how to drive business. They're doing it on their own. Right. The, the best resource you have and the best marketing channel you have is your network and your inbox. And so what I did when I was starting my consulting business, first I had my, hey, here's my product launch. Everyone, I'm announcing this on Facebook. I've got a new website. You should come check it out. It describes my consulting services. And through that announcement, somebody said, ooh, I'll hire you. Great. Come work for us. Wonderful. The, the, the second stage for me was going through and, and I went and downloaded my LinkedIn contacts. And you can go into LinkedIn and download all the data. You can just go through your Gmail inbox, but find the list of people that you know. And what I did was I sorted them in three categories. People that were influencers, people that were peers, and people that were other consultants. So, you know, that were doing something I was trying to do. And I wrote three emails, one for each group, which is what I wanted to say to the people in those group. And instead of sending it for, hey, 35 people that are influencers, truly like difference makers in my network, I didn't send them one email all, you know, like a a giant like uh, right. newsletter. Right. What I did was I sent personalized emails to all of them, but I used the same template. So I didn't have to rewrite the email every time. Sure. And I wasn't asking for money. I wasn't asking for work. What I was saying was, hey, you're an influencer in my network. I'm going this through this transition. I want to pick your brains about how you think I should handle it and which direction I should head. 
and there's a line in a Pitbull song, and I'm, I'm not a huge Pitbull fan, but it was uh, <laughs> ask for advice, get money twice. Get money twice. I know. It, I, I think know I, 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 I am a Pitbull fan, okay? There you, okay, well, <laughs> something like that. So You're the, right. The, the moral of the story is I wasn't saying, hey, I need you. I need something from you is I need advice. Can you help me yeah. uh, you know, and, get, and point me in the right direction? And out of those conversations, they would say, oh, you're going to do marketing brand development consulting. I need that service. Or I know somebody who you should talk to who might be a good fit for you, right? Or here's a marketing channel that you should try. Or here's a promotional vehicle and they just serve as great networking contacts and now I'm growing my network. Right. The second group of emails was my peers. Hey buddy, we worked together at eBay 10 years ago and I'm going through this new, you know, career change and I'm starting to be a consultant and it looks like you're doing great. I'd love to catch up and hear about what you've been up to and what you're doing at your job. And out of those conversations sometimes comes work or sometimes comes referrals. Right. And then the the third group is the people that are already consultants. Hey, you're a consultant. I'm starting a consulting business. I'd like to get together to talk about how consulting businesses are run and just pick your brain and, and learn from you. And a lot of the times that's like, oh, I have a project you can piggyback on because I need somebody else to help me with this part of the project. And so all of a sudden for me, I went from, I don't know what I'm going to do to, gosh, I have more work than I know how to execute against, I need to start bringing in other people to fulfill all the work. And it's because I systematically went through and kept the relationships warm for the people that I already knew. Right. And then no matter what your products or services are, those are going to be the people that are, you have the most credibility with. So whenever you're doing any sort of a launch, I would think about focusing on your immediate network first. Right. Well, I love your approach too, because I, it, unfortunately not how a lot of people do it, but it's funny that you say that you did it that way because I actually, my husband recently made a, a career transition and I actually recommended he do something of that sort because it seems that a lot of, of a trend these days, especially on social media is to send some sort of message that's not the best, you know, uh, basically, do you want to buy my stuff, mm -hmm. whatever the stuff is and without anything else, but you approached it in like, let's chat, you know, there's a, there's a bottoms down versus top up discussion, discussion to have here, which is most people when they're launching a product think I need to get this product in front of a lot of people to figure out who's going to buy it. Right. And that's expensive, right? Having mass reach using a right. marketing technology. First off, you're not going to have a high frequency. People are not going to get your advertising often enough to convert, right? right? They don't have any credibility. They don't know you. They don't know the brand. They don't know anything. It's just this new ad and they get tons of ads all of the time. Yep. If you start with the people that already know you, hey, I'm starting this business. Do you know anybody that's interested in it? That's more likely. And that's a bottoms up approach, which you're starting with a few very targeted people who are more likely to want to help you than you're just trying to find random people and build all this equity and frequency and reach and trust and awareness. Like those things take money, years, time, effort. You start with the people you know and build your business up from there. Right. I love that so much. Guys, listen to that. Such good advice. Um, okay. So going from that to community, because mm -hmm. you, you said clearly there's a difference and I agree. So can you speak to community? Like, um, I mean, a lot of people listening would be building an online community, which I guess probably a lot of people in 2020 are probably doing that. But um, I would love to hear your thoughts on that and, and how to, how to build it, of course, but how to nurture it and then, and then be able to make money from it. But like, I guess in a, in an authentic 
way, right? Instead of. Yeah. So, you know, admittedly, I am not the world's expert on community. It's actually something that we are trying to figure out and master for the MarTech podcast. And I think that the foundation of building a community is you have to have some sort of audience, right? Nobody wants to go to an empty restaurant. And so we are starting to build our community and I can tell you a little bit about our approach. Um, We've got 10 to 20,000 people that listen to the MarTech podcast in a given month and probably 30,000 people that listen every quarter. So it's a relatively large audience. And I'm sitting here saying, hey, we have these podcast sponsors and, and we're going and finding these businesses. It's great that, you know, they're able to pay our bills, but we also want to foster more connection between the people that are listening. We want to understand who they are so we can provide more value to our customers who are not only our sponsors, but also our, our podcast content listeners. Right. But we don't know who they are because they're in a podcast. They, they just go into Apple and they subscribe and they're not giving me their email or their name or their job titles. So we have to go and build a place for them all to collect so we can understand who they are, so we can ask what they want, so we can go build it. Right. Um, so our approach is to take the existing audience that we already have and start marketing to them the reason why they would join the community. And I think that, you know, for now, there aren't a ton of MarTech specific communities. I'm guessing that there are some that are out there. Hopefully we have some credibility with, you know, the content that we've created. People want to engage with that content. But the approach that we're taking is helping create a resource for the people in the MarTech industry to basically aggregate and start interacting with each other. And then you know, to ask for networking connections to somebody else that they want to meet, for them to ask how to solve their technical questions. Um, You know, we basically are, you know, part of our community is creating a Slack group, which in each one of the channels, there's a really a different function that they're trying to accomplish. So we have a networking channel where someone can ask for a connection to somebody else that they want to meet instead of just doing it in in a cold fashion. Um, We are doing a jobs part where somebody can say, hey, I'm looking for this type of job. And somebody could say, hey, I'm hiring for this type of job. We have a a board for questions where somebody can get their questions and answers, questions answered. And then there's also a section for tools where people can come in and talk about what their tool is and who it's for, or ask what tool is best for solving a specific problem. And so instead of just saying, hey, everybody get together, open room, everybody party, it's kind of like a going into one of those big European clubs where there's a house music room and there's an alternative room and there's a hip hop room. And, (laughs) you know, like people are there for different reasons. Um, And so to me, you know, not just saying, Hey, we're creating a community for MarTech, but there's a purpose for someone using that community as a resource. That's really the approach that we're taking. That's so smart too. I mean, as you know, you're doing it, but <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's smart. We'll see if it works, but I feel like it's, I, I feel like it's smart. I think it's going to work. Um, because yeah, you're right. Golly, especially, um, I mean, I don't know if you're using Facebook groups, but that's something common that we talk about. And it's like those types of platforms and groups, you know, they can get to be so huge and you're right. You can get kind of lost in the shuffle, I guess, if there's not a specific, um, you know, like you're giving it almost categories, essentially. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see if it works. I'm not totally sure. Facebook groups are great because you know people are already on Facebook and you can get a hold of everyone. Um, yeah. For us, it was a little bit more about the direct interaction as opposed to interacting with the community as a whole. Um, and you know, to me, a lot of those Facebook groups just end up being a little self-serving, where people are going into the Facebook groups and then everybody's kind of doing self-promotion. And we really wanted to provide utility, but. Right, right. I don't right. know if it'll work. Let's fingers crossed. <laughs> I have a good feeling about it. Um, okay, cool. Well, this is um, you said something a minute ago that made me think of this, and I didn't plan to ask you this question, so I don't. I hope you don't mind, because um, it made me think about an episode I saw of one of, of your your podcast mm-hmm. episodes, talking about um, people going on to podcasts, right, as mm-hmm. as a guest, like how you are and how I have done. Um, didn't you recently talk, I feel like you, there was a recent episode where you spoke to somebody about that and about like, cause you were talking about networking. I'm sorry, this seems random. I put it Podca- all together. Podcast it, guesting. Yeah. Yes, I put it all together in my head and, it, and um, but I wanted to ask about that because that's actually something I've never talked to my audience about, about the benefit of doing that for your business, right? Because a lot of people I think think that this podcasting world is like, I don't know, like they're not a part of it if you're not a host, if you're not a this. But I feel like I'm seeing so, I mean, I am actually literally seeing um, emails and so many things, all kinds of people in business wanting to be guests on podcasts, right? Like, I feel like this is a really cool, smart thing to do, no? Yeah, you know, podcasts are really no different than um, any other type of content, you know, blogs, social media posts, videos, um, when you think about from an influencer perspective, sure, it's audio only and that's got its benefits, but really what ends up happening is there are these influencers that get a lot of people that follow them looking for expertise or entertainment or education. And those influencers are able to build a relationship with the audience. And, you know, at times they get value from bringing specialized guests on the show to share their expertise and influence. You know, that's no different than having a big Facebook group. It's no different than having a well-followed blog, a social media profile. Like the game is kind of the same. And, you know, with content businesses, it is always about having a very specific focus of content for, you know, an understood target market and creating high quality content that people want to engage with on a regular basis. And the more that you do it, you know, nobody was ever became famous, a famous blogger by posting one blog post, right? It takes a year. It takes a thousand blog posts. Right. And so being consistent will help you, you know, create those assets. Now in terms of being a, a, a podcast guest, you know, my, my PR team, PR team, Ariane, who is my PR team, <laughs> yes, um, yes. <laughs> reached out to you saying, hey, we really like and respect your podcast. and We've listened to it. and We've circulated some of the episodes around our team talking about the value that we get from it. You know, and we think that we can contribute to your audience and give them some knowledge that would be useful. And, right. you know, out of doing that, A, you have to come from an authentic place. You have to be able to contribute and right. provide value to the show. But the output of that is you reach an audience. Um, you do it in a fashion where they've built trust with the host. So hopefully you can have some inferred trust as well. That's a nice promotional vehicle. And the beauty of podcasts is, you know, we've been talking for what, 15 minutes or so. 
I'm going to turn the tables here. Here's a pop quiz. Name another medium of marketing where somebody's going to listen to you for 15 minutes. Oh yeah. <laughs> it doesn't exist, right? Maybe you create a TV yeah. show. Yeah. So, <laughs> Which, you, know, you know, one day Ben, but no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the social sunshine channel sounds like it's something I would tune into. Sounds, sounds fabulous. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're right. It's, it's absolutely incredible. That's why I started podcasting. Cause well, I mean, I also love an audience, but yeah, you're right. People are just going to listen. You can listen, yeah. whatever you're doing, wherever you are. It's a wonderful way to, to have people get to know who you are and, and see if they want to build more sort of rapport. I don't know if that's the right word, but build yeah. a relationship with you. And, you know, that's for us, the, the goal of appearing on a podcast is to A, just talk and share the things that we've learned. Um, and B, I think the, the output from a business perspective is hopefully when I go and I, you know, do these guesting appearances is that some people are like, oh, I'm actually interested in the subject matter you're covering and you seem knowledgeable enough for me to, you know, check it out. And then, right. you know, 89% of our listeners become subscribers. So once we get you in the door, you know, you're probably going to stick at the party for a little while. Right. All right. Well, that's cool. I just wanted to throw that out there because I just, I, something we said earlier made me think about it. And I think it's, it's a cool thing for, for other people to think about, even if you feel like you're kind of removed from the podcast world, which most people are. I mean, most people aren't in the podcast world. It's a, it, it's something to think about for marketing your business. That's for sure. Um, okay, cool. Before I let you go, I would love just like, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated with your story and where you came from. First of all, eBay, that's, that's exciting. Um, <laughs> I mean, come on. It was really exciting 15 I, I, years ago. Well, and that, it's yeah, getting better, but. Right, right, of course. No, I actually, I, I mean, I remember a specific pair of shoes I bought on eBay. And I'm not even a shoes person. I don't even know why the hell I bought these shoes now that I think about it because, oh, those shoes. But anyway, I do remember <laughs> the excitement, obviously, mm -hmm. behind eBay. So I'm just curious if you don't mind, honestly, just as kind of general um, uh, inspiration, maybe for a listener who's kind of on their path, like, explain how you feel going from that to, I mean, if I feel like it's different, right? It's a, it's a huge difference. Cause you were saying big company stuff and you wanted to be in this like cool startup situation. <laughs> and Sipping now all this coffee by a steel window oh, in the suburbs. Totally. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, somebody shooting a documentary about you, the whole shebang. Um, but, and then of course to your consulting, um, which you, you seem to have just kind of it just happened. And I understand. I relate to that. But then now doing this, like, how do you feel about it? Do you feel good about, I mean, I hope you do about what you're, yeah. about what you're doing. Like, are there things from way back then that you've been able to carry over that you oh, are? You know? okay, yeah, 100%. Love... Um, entrepreneurship is a, I think what we're talking about is how pretty much. You, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I left all of the security, and systems and infrastructure at eBay to go rent an office and sit in front of my laptop and say, okay, how do I go make money by teaching the world how to play the guitar? And the answer was, I didn't. But, you know, it, like every entrepreneur, <laughs> I learned all the hard lessons that I needed to learn by losing a bunch of money and, and that sucks. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think that having gone through the experiences that I have and working for different size of company um, have helped me understand how to really prioritize and, and build systems 
that enable me to focus on the most important task at hand. I worked at a startup and I loved this company. Um, it was called Handle and it was an email productivity app. And it was basically a way to connect your email, your calendar and your to-dos, right? So you had one system instead of bouncing around from a bunch of other ones. And there's been other products that start to do this now and they're kind of yeah. built into every operating system. But the, the notion behind this service was that there is a way that you need to think about what you need to work on to make sure that you stay efficient and you have enough clarity and focus to be able to operate in a sane fashion. And I think it's really, this was really kind of wisdom that was imparted on the entire team was that when you sit down at the beginning of the day, the first thing you need to do is triage. Look through your inbox and just know what's there, right? Anything that doesn't need to be read or you can just scan through, scan through it, archive it. You know, figure out what needs a response that's going to take less than two minutes and respond and get out of your inbox. And then look at the things that are actually going to take a lot of time. Look at all of your, you know, your task lists. I have a CRM. We have a project management tool. All the different requests for your attention. Just take a look at them. Filter out the crap. Put what's in front of you that you need to accomplish. And then say, okay, what is the most important? And so there's a triage stage, then there's a planning stage. What is the most important? What can I do? Planning stage, prior, sorry, there's a triage stage, then there's a prioritization stage. Okay, what is the most important? I'm going to put these things in order of, you know, the value that they're going to create. Then there is a planning stage. Here's what I'm going to do and when I'm going to do them. Then you just go through and you execute basically the stuff that ends up on your task list. I have these three emails that need responses today. They are very important. They should be at the top of my priority list. Then I have to work on this project. And then anything I get past that is gravy. And then I'm right. kind of getting into tomorrow's stuff. And then you need to review what you did to make sure that you're executing efficiently and think about how you can improve your process. I am not a productivity expert, um, but I found that that framework was useful not only on the day-to-day, -day, on the weekly, on the monthly, on the quarterly, on the yearly basis that I set up annual goals. And I'm like, I want to accomplish this this year personally and professionally. Right. I break it down by quarter. And then every month I review those quarterly goals and see how we're working. And every week I think about what I need to accomplish this week to make sure that we're heading in the right direction. And on a day-to-day -day basis, I try not just to live in my inbox. Going through this sort of entrepreneurial journey, because when you first sit down, when I first left eBay and I was sitting down at my new laptop and I'm, you know, got my strumschool.com t-shirt on, <laughs> there is an oh shit moment where it is like, I am not making any money. I'm just spending it. Yeah. And I don't know how much time I have and I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know what to focus on first. And it can be incredibly overwhelming yeah. and you need to build in time to prioritize, to triage, prioritize, plan. I always get these in the wrong order, execute <laughs> and evaluate. And when you start building those processes into place for you to stay productive, to stay sane, to be able to build in time to evaluate, it gets a lot easier to kind of deal with the unknown. Right. Right. I think that my, my opinion and from just people talking to people over the years, I feel like that right there, like having, like you said, a framework or a process or, or even a system of any sort for that matter is really probably lacking in a lot of um, like super small businesses. Um, especially That's people what, like, 
That's I mean, what big businesses do, right? They give right. you the system. You just have to do the work and plug it into this system and somebody does the next thing. That's why they're big. Right, right. And there's something to be learned from that. There's also something that they can learn from the small guys, of course. But <laughs> do whatever but yeah, you want, no. whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, of course. But no, I think that that's really smart. And it's something that I myself have made myself like this year working really hard at getting better at all that sort of thing. Because I think at first, at least to those of you that are new uh, to having a business or like, you're kind of like, Oh no, there's just shit coming at you. And you're just like, oh, okay, I'm going to do this and I'll do this and I'll do that. And you're like putting out fires almost, or like you said, getting stuck looking at your inbox. <laughs> you end up being reactive to the thing that yeah. happened recently instead yeah. of working on what's going to be the best for your business. Right. Right. Exactly. I love that. I love that lesson. That's a good one. Before I let you go, do you mind me asking if you have any tips for, I, I, people come to me now that I've had, I've had this podcast for almost a year now. Um, Congratulations. And, and thank you. It's been, it's been one of the best things I've ever done. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I would love it if you just had any general advice for somebody that wants to maybe venture into this world. I, I have people ask me that a lot now and I'm kind of like, Ooh, <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> I guess, First, have realistic expectations. Yeah. If you're going to be a podcaster, you need to publish consistently yep. on a regular schedule. And what matters is that you publish a fair amount of content. And think of this as a project that you're going to do for a year, not something that you're going to do one episode. Don't spend a lot of money on gear. My microphone costs 150 bucks. Right. And I've been using it for two and a half years. Yeah. You know, like I think my stand cost more than my microphone. <laughs> you plug a USB microphone into your laptop, record, you know, the conversations or whatever you're going to have to say. Just, you know, try to think of who your audience is, mm -hmm. what's going to help them achieve their goals. And then, you know, for me, finding people that are influential and having them on the podcast served as one of the best growth channels, because when you create content for someone, they're more likely to share it with people in their network. And then you're building a network effect and getting yeah. more listeners. Um, right. There's a couple different ways that you can grow podcasts, but honestly, if I'm just one piece of advice, plan on doing it for six months and just say, I'm going to do this multiple times a week for six months, you know, and, and just get a bunch of content out there. Don't launch till you have 10 episodes and, you know, plan on just creating a lot of content and doing what you can to share it with the right people and hope that it gets out there. And, and, you know, you'll start seeing a slow drip of business success over a long period of time and it builds right. on itself. I'm glad that you said that because speaking of, um, I'm being selfish, you guys here. I'm asking a question for, for myself, but somebody out there is going to benefit from not, it too. It's not selfish um, if everybody gets to listen. Yeah, to everybody it. gets to listen, so it's fine. Um, you said multiple times a week. So I, I have been um, super consistent for almost a year. I have, I have an episode come out every single Monday. I have not missed one, knock on wood, because I just prioritize it. And I said, and I'm, but I'm like that. If I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's, But I have had some weeks where there was a bonus episode, a little eight minute something to add on for a special occasion or whatever. So I, I like how you said more than once a week though, because I was thinking about maybe now that year one is ending to have more than one episode yeah. a week. Are you, so, I mean, I guess you're a big advocate for that, huh? I mean, I, I'm uh, the wrong person to talk to. We do 12 episodes <laughs> a week. Um, well, that's true. Across, that's true. Okay. Across two I guess. podcasts. So we do seven days a week for the MarTech podcast and five for the Voices of Search, which is my content marketing podcast. Right. Um, 
So yes, of course you do think that it's here's, a good idea. <laughs> here's why we, we do what we do. Um, okay. I published hour-long episodes when I first started. And people only listened to 50% of them. Yeah. So people were listening to a half an hour. I was like, wow, that's crazy. And, you know, I was like, okay, maybe it was a little less. Maybe it was like 30% of them. So people were listening for 15 or 20 minutes. And so I said, you know what? People aren't listening to the second half of these podcasts. Why am I bothering to do them? Yeah. I should make them shorter. But I already had a bunch of podcasts that were recorded because I, you know, I try to record a bunch at a time. And so what what I ended up doing was going back and re-editing them and just halfway through saying, okay, today we're going to talk about social media marketing. And then in halfway through, when the conversation turned to a different topic, I'd say, hey, yesterday we talked about social media marketing. Today, we're going to talk about something relevant and related to that, which is building networks and communities. Right. And so I would basically take one interview and turn it into two episodes. And what ended up happening was people listened to 20 minutes of each episode. So they listened to 20 minutes if it was an hour. They listened to 20 minutes if it was a half an hour, but now I have two episodes. Well, why don't I just take that 60 minute interview, break it into three episodes. And now all of a sudden people are listening to 95% of the episodes. I can publish Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And what ended up happening was when I had more content, there was more opportunity for the guests to share it, more opportunity for virality, for the listeners to share it. You get more search engine optimization, more titles in the app store, right? And all of a sudden you start to grow a little faster. It takes a lot of organization. It takes a lot of effort. You know, you got to do more editing work, but I found that, you know, limiting the content length to the amount that my audience was actually listening to it, just help keep it relevant, help keep the show flowing and made sure that people were listening to all of the content as opposed to just a portion of it. Right. Okay. Well, thank you. It all depends on your audience and your data. If they're listening to the whole hour, like Joe Rogan does three hour podcasts. Nobody's listening to the marketing podcast, the MarTech podcast for three hours. I wouldn't even listen for three hours. Right. (laughs) No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't listen to myself for three hours. Um, I'd listen to you for three hours. (laughs) Thank you. Well, thanks. Maybe a few people. would. Um, All right. Well, I, I appreciate that because I think I'm going to, um, that's something I'm going to have to think about myself, but I also appreciate the general just podcasting. Can I advice. give you a, a little trick or a bit of advice? Yeah. Okay. So I use the same introduction for every episode. It's basically like a Mad Lib. Yeah. Hey, this week we're going to talk about enter topic here. Joining me is guest name, who is the company title and yeah. company okay. name. Um, and here is their company description which they've given to me because they fill out a form when they apply to be a guest on the podcast. And today we're going to cover insert first topic here. Here's my conversation with person's name from company, you know, and then we start talking. I'm just reusing that template over and over and over again. And Hey, yesterday we talked about this episode and today we're going to talk about that. And so what I'm using is the same template to write my introductions. But when I record an interview, I'm breaking it into three pieces, sometimes up to five pieces when we do a weekly series. And it allows me to produce a lot more content with one guest. It also makes those conversations much more focused. Hey, today I want to talk to you about social media for this next episode, we're going to talk about networking. And for the third episode, we're going to talk about podcasting. That could be, in right. this episode, could have been three 15-minute episodes, and you publish them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And it allows you to have the people that are listening, your guests, to have a concrete piece of content that they find useful and actionable. But it also allows you to say, hey, if you're interested in hearing the rest of this conversation, come back tomorrow. 
And now right. people are becoming subscribers. Right. Exactly. Ah, Yay, Just between I'm, you and me and, and everybody listening. I'm giving him a round of applause, you guys. Um, thank you. That's very good information. It's actually something I've been thinking about. I feel like you, this, it's all, you know, the, the universe sent you to me. Um, so thank you so much. And you can thank Ariane. She, she was actually the, the one who did all the coordination. So yes. Uh, the universe, AKA Ariane. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, Benjamin. I think we're good. Ben, Benjamin, Ben. Either. Been called ben. both. Been yeah. called both. Well, I think, I think we gave him a lot of good stuff. Great. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me as your guest. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production, funlovemedia.com. Bye.